Hi, everyone. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review, welcoming you to our latest Down to Business podcast. And today we have Susan Geyer, who's a freelance writer, reporter, who's written a really in-depth piece, as in-depth as we can get, actually, considering what the little information we have about the state of the coronavirus in New Hampshire, which is obviously the number one story in New Hampshire and actually in the whole world. So we, we, she wrote about what it would be, how it affects New Hampshire businesses and the economy. So Susan, welcome, first of all. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, what, what was like the, one of the main takeaways that, you've te- that you got from your, from your story for us? There's a lot of uncertainty. I think that's the biggest thing is businesses are kind of uncertain how this is going to play out. Um, you know, they're seeing different parts of the world um, respond differently. Uh, case, uh, you know, numbers of cases are higher um, versus what's happening in the United States. So I think that's the biggest thing with businesses is every day is a little bit different. And so how they respond is not always a straightforward path. So what, what, do you, what are they, some of them, how, how, what are they doing? Are they doing anything concrete? Have you found out or are they speculating about what yeah. they might do? I think they're, you know, first of all, they're sort of, re, you know, making sure that their employees, their customers, their partners are all understanding that they're aware of the situation, putting out guidance as best they can, you know, following the CDC, um, which has its own guidance specifically for businesses. There's a lot of concerns around supply chain, um, you know, their employees, you know, are they going to be able to come into work? Travel has been a big thing. So right, you know, when we were, when I was doing the reporting, no one was saying we're cutting travel, but I would say day by day that could be changing. I do know people had heard um, or had encountered situations where um, someone they knew couldn't travel or, you know, a Someone I spoke to um, wasn't able to meet with someone because their company canceled all travel. So it, I think it's evolving every day. Yeah, actually, there's a good example of that is that uh, the one of the, the latest case uh, in Rockingham County, which is number five, uh, apparently the person contra- contracted it from someone who had gone to an event in Boston, the Biogen Conference, yeah, which has that. been a, a big big story down there because several people were uh, were exposed. Yes, yes. And, and, well, the other thing is that in terms of, just to get down a little bit into, into this idea, if it affects travel in New Hampshire, what, what do you think that would look like? I, mean, I, I think businesses are kind of concerned as to what, what would that look like. Is it just international travel, you know, those countries that are kind of targeted um, by the federal authorities is, you know, we, we don't recommend you go there. Or is this more domestic travel that's going to be affected? You know, when you spoke to the airport, uh, you know, they did not have any particular restrictions or I don't know that they were necessarily seeing a huge drop. Although I do know people are concerned. Are they going to take that trip? I know schools are sending kids back from overseas. Um, in fact, um, we know there were some kids at UNH had been studying in Italy. They've, they're being um, sent back because of the kind of cases, there's, you know, the numbers they're seeing in Italy. So I think in terms of travel, that's been a big thing. You know, should they stop their um, you know, company travel? I know the other big thing that I'm hearing a lot about, and some of this is anecdotal because it's been evolving sure. um, over the last sure. few days. Um, what about conferences? A lot of people have conferences scheduled. Some are large. Um, some companies here in New Hampshire may have overseas um, conferences scheduled or larger, um, you know, gatherings planned. And um, I have, uh, 
I've heard of a company in Portsmouth that is moving their, um, you know, conference to being virtual. And it was really an all hands on deck. And that's kind of anecdotal that I've just heard recently. So I think that's been the biggest thing is there's, like I said, uncertainty has been the biggest thread running through all of this. Yeah. The main thing, the main takeaway I get from this is that what it, what it is, it's, it's, you could say it's fear, concern, mm-hmm. trepidation, whatever you want to call it. But what, what's happening is that people's mindsets just changing and they just don't want to be around other people or they're afraid to be around other yes. people. Yes. And it's, you know, just gets, it gets reaffirmed every day. If you go to the supermarket or the drugstore and you want to get some hand sanitizer, there's nothing on the shelves. You say, what's going on here? Right. You know, it's like a mentality you have right before a hurricane comes. <laughs> yeah. But it's but it's a long-lasting thing. It's not just one, you know, one day or a few days. Yeah, and I know um, folks who have traveled overseas um, are being asked, yeah, or or, or, or people are being asked when they show up at places of work, have you traveled overseas? Should they self-quarantine? Um, I think people are concerned about bringing folks into their business who have potentially been exposed or have been in areas where they've been exposed. Um, I think we had, um, you know, one of the one of the comments in the story um, was, you know, somebody had gone to a business and they were asked about that before they let them in. That's interesting, and and, and it, I would imagine that uh, like major like international companies, manufacturers are having some issues beyond this as well. Uh, in terms of, like you said, the supply chain. Yes. And how is that working? I think right now there were there no one really wanted to say specifically, you know, g- give numbers yeah. or anything like that. Maybe too early, but I do know that that is a concern. That is going to be um, affected. Um, also, manufacturers, um, you know, on both ends of it. So I think that is something where there's a lot of trepidation about what the fallout's going to be, especially since this, you know, started in China or that's where the biggest concentration. Has been that has a lot of folks, I think, very concerned about any sort of potential long term, or will they'll will will there be long term effects? Yeah, actually, I, I remember I did some uh, some reporting on this when Albany International, which is a big manufacturing employer in New Hampshire, uh, they gave their guidance for the for the upcoming year, and. Uh, mentioned specifically they couldn't predict how the coronavirus was going to affect them in this, at least the upcoming quarter, if not the year. And they mentioned specifically because they have two facilities in China mm-hmm. that at the time were either shut down or were going to be shut down, and they didn't know when the workers would be coming back. And that's a big deal because, you know, because opening International right now, it makes uh, equipment for, for uh, airplanes and, you know, for jet engines and um, yeah, the biggest customer is Boeing, which is some other problems as well. Yeah, yeah. And that also raises the, the point that I'm going to bring up about related to travel is that if travel is curtailed so so deeply, what does that mean for companies like Boeing? You know, you know, that, you know let's set aside Boeing, Airbus, building more jets. I mean, is this good? there's not going to be a demand for it. Yeah, that's possible. And and I think that's, again, where, you know, you don't want to speculate what could happen yeah. or how deep this could go. But I would say that everyone is developing contingency plans, definitely making, I think, from what I've heard just in the last day or two, making a lot of hard decisions this week. I think that's what we're probably going to see more concrete steps. Um, and it, a lot of it has to do with how this rolls out domestically, um, in terms of, you know, who's getting sick and where they're at. And then also just any, if they have any overseas connections, that's going to be the big thing. I think this week going into next week, you might see more 
um, definitive actions. Um, the biggest, the other big thing is, you know, looking at what the feds might be doing around, um, any of those economic proposals they've, they've talked about also, you know, paid sick leave. We have a lot of workers that don't necessarily have access to paid sick leave. Um, part-time employers, people in the service industry, you know, we talked to the restaurant and lodging association and they're encouraging their members to review their policies. So I think that's something that's, uh, really concerning. Um, it's, it's even come up with the colleges. If you send kids home, what about the kids who have work study jobs? that rely on that or don't have housing immediately if they're not on campus. That's a really good point. I just wanted to go a little further into this about the travel the travel industry in New Hampshire, travel and lodging. Mm -hmm. um, that's gotta be a, uh, this, this, this virus has to be a serious concern for them just in terms of people either wanting to go traveling to mm -hmm. stay in the hotels, go out to eat in restaurants. Is that what, what was the what was the take from 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 those folks? I think they're being cautious, but I also think they were. I I don't think they wanted to you know um, make anyone afraid to come um, yeah. and oh, visit. Yeah. Um, you know, we just had vacation week in the schools for Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Lots of people come here. We have lots of people coming in and out of the state for travel this time of year with spring breaks, winter break, whatever. Um, so I think there was again. Um, they want to be prepared. They want to look as though, you know, they're taking all the precautions, doing all the right things, but at the same time, really not wanting to disrupt their business. Um, and it's a tough thing because people have these plans made well in advance and money's been paid. And so, again, I think for the business and the consumer, it's like, well, you know, what should I do? So I think that's kind of where we're at right now. There was, um, you know, people taking precautions but also wanting to, um, you know, let people know that, you know, it's still okay to be here. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think back to 9-11, uh, uh, 2001, when, like, like that, that was also an unexpected shock to the economy. The, the mm. economy, you know, the markets were closed for, for several days, if not, maybe even a couple weeks. Uh, we had uh, a severe, that's a severe, like a complete shutdown of air travel. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it really affected the travel and tourism industry severely uh, for months, and it actually uh, affected them. They, they, they were just, took years to really recover, especially certainly the airline industry. They were just hammered. Uh, but one of the interesting effects of that was that New Hampshire, the, the, traveling, the travel industry in New Hampshire was um, benef benefited from it. Because people said, well, I'm not going to fly, but I can drive to New Hampshire, or I can drive to Vermont or whatever, and, and uh, take a vacation. This time around, you have a mindset where people just don't want to travel. They just mm -hmm. don't want to be with other people. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's got to be a major concern. I think it is. And I think when you hear about um, other states, Massachusetts just declared a state of emergency, or they're saying we don't want any large um, gatherings or anything like that, then I think that's there's that trickle-down effect um, where people are like, well, I don't want to go and be in a big crowd. But at the same time, we see, you know, events are still happening. So again, yeah. I, like I said, I think the constant theme right now is uncertainty yeah. and people being cautious 
Um, but at the same time, really still not quite sure how this is going to go. And I think for, you know, the hospitality industry, this is, this is tough. This is tough for them to know, uh, are people still going to go to restaurants? Um, are they still going to, not just the hotels, you know, spend the night, but, you know, are they going to still go to those businesses that support that industry? Yeah, I, I was reading something interesting that, you know, one of the beneficiaries, that, beneficiaries of this perhaps is a food delivery <laughs> business because people will be in their house and they'll, they want to get something to eat, but it'll be... Uh, they're not going to go sit in the in, in the restaurant. They'll have someone bring it to them, but exactly. that raises some other issues. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. really want to get paranoid about it. Yeah. Well, and Netflix will probably see an increase as well <laughs> exactly. as everyone's staying home. But again, that that's one of those industries, uh, the restaurant industry, whether they're uh, going out to deliver or they're working in the restaurant, what if those folks get sick? We know a lot of people are struggling to find employees mm -hmm. already, you know, trying to find those workers to fill those jobs, and they often don't have paid sick time. So again, I think that's, you know, there's a lot of concerns around that sort of thing, even if people are getting takeout. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a really good point because, you know, we, we're going through this debate right now in, in the state house about a family medical leave. And uh, now there's a discussion at the federal level to have at least allow temporarily, temporary paid time off for people who are in this kind of, who are stuck in this kind of a situation where they have, they, they have a job, they can't go to it, but they don't have any kind of paid time off. Right. So I think in some ways that that's raising the profile of this issue. And, I, and I'm, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about how this might affect what's going on in, in, in Concord. Well, you know, that is interesting because that has been debated. That's been up there. And with the feds talking about it as something that might be uh, because there's, you know, where are we going to bail out this industry or that industry? But at the same time, paid sick leave is that basic sort of, you know, uh, program that I think would affect a lot of people and help them. If you have to be quarantined, whether you tested positive or you were just exposed for 14 days, there's a not many people can afford not to get a paycheck for 14 days. And I would hope, you know, the, the folks in Concord, you know, hear that message and, you know, take that in consideration. Um, or at the federal level, if that then maybe moves the needle somewhat on that discussion, you know, I don't know what will happen, but I think this situation has raised it again in a very real way. Um, so maybe that would help inform decision makers that, you know, is this something they sh they should consider? Yeah, because once again, you know, the m many of the people without paid sick leave are those frontline workers in retail and other places where they don't have they, they don't have those kind of things at those kind of yeah businesses. or they're or they're part time yeah um, and so you know they often generally don't have paid time off um, or very little so yeah I think this is something that everybody th this has raised it to another level now. If you mentioned before the CDC offered specific guidance to uh, businesses, could, could you give us a little brief um, uh, breakdown of what that is? Well, I think, and also the New Hampshire Department of um, Health and yes. Human Services and CDC, you know, they're, they're sharing a lot of the same advice. Do, um, there is a section on their website that's devoted to, you know, for businesses, and it really talks about some of those things like looking at your leave policies. Do you need to adjust them? Do you need to offer paid time off? You know, beyond just make, you know, go over your clean 
cleaning practices? Um, you know, are you making sure that messages are getting to your employees about not coming in when they're sick? And then, you know, how to deal with those things. And then also just sort of general um, advice around hand washing, as we've all heard, um, those sorts of things. And, you know, and that is being continually updated. So I think it, you know, is a good thing for businesses to follow the advice. And I know when I talk to some of the um, business associations, they're obviously, you know, following the lead of their national partners or other folks around what they're telling their members. Yeah, I know, I know there's been a lot of uh, information about that. And actually, we ran a uh, a really informative piece on our website that's going to be in the upcoming print edition as well by Charlotte Bizio-Stevens, who's an employment law uh, attorney over at McLean Law Firm. And uh, she went through some six specific uh, questions that would really affect businesses. I, I urge people to look online at nhbr.com for that because she goes into great legal detail, which is not my expertise in any way, and I'm going to not speak for Susan as well. It's not hers either. So <laughs> better off hearing, reading it from, no, the, listen, from the real to person. The That's right. <laughs> Anyway, listen, Susan, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us today. It was really helpful. And, uh, you know, we obviously will be continuing to cover this uh, story as it goes forward. I know that you're, you're working on another piece for us related to this. And maybe we'll have this, we'll talk about that at some point. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you everyone for listening. But before I go, I just want to say that we are still covering the coronavirus, as I said. And this is a, um, you know, it's it's... It's something that just sprung up. We're not. This is not anything that when we did our uh, editorial calendar for the year wasn't anything that we were going to be writing about. But it obviously is consuming a lot of uh, interest and a lot of people's bandwidth. Uh, just to update again this week, this is March 11th, and we New Hampshire has five confirmed cases of uh, people who have had contracted contracted COVID-19, the disease caused by the, corona, the new the new coronavirus. And uh, the governor also announced that uh, he has reached an agreement with health insurers that will be covering the cost of testing f for, this, for this, which is a, a big relief for people who maybe didn't, uh, were, were concerned that it wasn't going to be covered by the health insurance companies. When you don't have health insurance, that's another matter, but I think that's a decision that will be made later down the road. So once again, Susan, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And this was uh, Down to Business, the New Hampshire Business Review podcast. See you next time.